0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Today I'm talking with Adam Gordon and Ulysses Orozco, the co-founders of PTO Genius. Their platform allows companies to convert time off to help employees fund things like retirement, vacations, and emergency expenses. We'll look at what employers are most concerned about right now, the consequences of employee burnout, and the dynamics of PTO, all on this edition of PeopleTech. Hey, Adam. Hi, Ulysses. This is your second visit here, so welcome. You talk with a lot of employers about benefits and, and time off, and I'm wondering, what are they concerned about right now?
1: Good question, Mark. So the Top three things we're hearing organizations come to us about right now is burnout, turnover, and engagement. Um, oh, about 54% of companies are asking us about burnout or talking about it. 45% are talking about turnover and 44% are talking about engagement. So those are the, the top issues we're seeing from them.
0: Um, you know, of course, you, you have to ask a COVID-19 question. Um, and I'm wondering if, the pandemic has impacted uh, how companies and, and workers, both sides, are approaching time off and, um, and other benefits. Has you know, has COVID affected their approach to negotiating with each other, for example, or have
2: the dynamics really changed? So, you know, what we have noticed is that in in the beginning of the pandemic there was a, a lot of kind of, let's figure out what we can do since employees are working from home and we certainly don't want them to miss out on their PTO. So we saw you know a lot of companies initially talk about what are some quick temporary changes that we can make. And then as they made those changes, uh, rolling over, uh, you know, letting employees cash out, more and more of them started to kind of say, well, maybe we should make some of these permanent. So from a standpoint of, uh, companies talking about how we can do something around COVID—they're no, no longer really doing that. Really, what they're thinking more about is, hey, this whole—you know—wellness from a—excuse st- me, this whole financial wellness angle, this whole conversion, this whole burnout—that that's here to stay. So, let's do something about that, and that's really where the conversation is really pivoted to.
1: Um, we're also seeing challenges with engagement, right? It's nothing new that we're hearing that companies are trying to find unique ways to keep employees engaged in this remote or hybrid uh, environment. But we see a lot of companies really struggling to figure out how to solve for that with their organization, because what works for company A may not work for company B. So really what we're seeing now is more of a saying, hey, you know what, instead of us assuming Let's do a, a pulse survey. Let's find out from our employees what's really going on, understand the challenges. And then from there, they're trying to figure out, OK, how can we intelligently solve that? Because bringing in a masseuse or, or hiring someone to go over to your house to uh, you know, give you a massage or, or doing a uh, virtual yoga session really isn't solving the challenges. So I think companies are really digging in deeper to try to really discover what's happening at the core that's causing uh, these issues with turnover or engagement to really understand how to properly solve for them.
2: Yeah, and 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 some of that uh, breaks down in a different way than it has in the past in that, you know, you're, you're no longer competing with, you know, the company down the block. You're really competing globally, especially if you're the kind of company that does hybrid work or has uh, lots of employees that work from home, because now those employees can can work for anyone right i mean they they they, they uh, you know there's uh, many companies that are now expanding uh where they draw talent from so com- competition has increased expectations from the employee has increased gen z is coming into the fold their expectations are very different and they're very vocal about uh what they expect in uh, you know their jobs in a way that previous generations weren't so it's almost like a perfect storm of many, many things that are kind of bubbling up to how, how do we do things different from a compensation perspective, from a benefits perspective, and really think outside of the box. And that's what we're trying to help companies do.
0: What are some of these things? Um, you know, I was going to just ask, are people thinking differently in the post-pandemic world? But but you've just touched on some things. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering how... Um, not how deep it is, but how widespread it is, how ingrained is a new attitude becoming.
2: So you know it uh, what what we've been hearing and what we've been seeing is that um, there is a a sense of i I want to do something fulfilling. I want to do something that uh, makes me feel like I'm contributing, that my contributions matter, and that really makes me excited to wake up every day. At least that's what we're hearing you know, from the HR folks that, that we talk to. And if I don't get that, I'm going to be very vocal about my dissatisfaction. Right. Whereas in the past for someone to become vocal, they would have to go through the different stages of getting to burnout where eventually you become kind of disassociated and, uh, and, and kind of disconnected socially with your job, your function, how happy you are. And that typically took a while. Now it's from the very get-go. It's I'm no longer wasting my time. I want to make sure that what I'm doing matters. And if it doesn't, I'm going to go on and you know go to another place because right now there's companies that are willing to give me a huge bonus just to join them. So, you know, it, it has to go beyond that because if you're just going to uh, try to keep me uh, with with just uh, financial incentives, I can go find those somewhere else. You got to keep me. Uh, you know, for a, a, a purpose, rather what keeps me as a purpose.
1: Oh, Adam, what were you going to say? I was going to say we're not, uh, you know, we're not seeing any industries or company sizes that are impervious to this. This is ranging from SMBs up to the fortune 250s. They're all having these challenges.
0: Yeah. Um, so how has all of this impacted PTO genius? I mean, Has it altered your development plans, your roadmap, your marketing, your
1: outreach? Uh, It's a good question. It certainly has. You know, you have to, you can't be tone deaf, right? You have to understand what's happening in the world or in the market to understand how do I, what's in the best interest of companies and how can we help them solve for those challenges? You know, so for example, Yuli mentioned during COVID, a lot of organizations who had a traditional or bank PTO policy um, their liability was, was uh, really stacking up really high on their balance sheets. They were trying to find creative ways to be able to reduce those liabilities. Um, as we started to uh, work through COVID, a lot of organizations, whether they have unlimited or traditional, or just uh, again, with uh, burnout and how to, go, how to solve for those things. I think what we've seen is a shift in how do we help get people to, re- how do we reduce liabilities? How do we get people out of the office? to now it's okay, how do we create an actual environment where that work-life balance is consistent and not just reactive because what happened with COVID and to Yuli's point, how does that tie into our benefits offering and tying into our culture, tying into what we want to create here as an organization to truly make people feel like they want to wake up every day, open their laptop and be inspired to want to get to work for that organization, be proud of it and be able to be engaged in, and be able to maintain that level of engagement and excitement long-term. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance.
0: the dynamics of time off changed at all?
2: So, you know, it, it, doesn't, it it's gotten better than what it was in COVID, right? Certainly, we're seeing a wave of people that are uh, coming back to taking time off or feeling comfortable in taking time off, but it's certainly not where it needs to be from a societal perspective, right? Um, there's still folks that uh, have hesitation around taking time off because if the company downsized, there's just too much work on, on their plate. You know, these are people that are at risk, at danger of, uh, you know, becoming disengaged, eventually burnt out, and and you know, leaving the organization. Uh, there's people that uh, feel that they uh, cannot take time off because they're one of the fortunate fortunate ones that kept their job, right? So there's still some psychological um, challenges to kind of uh, get folks to a place where. Uh, it just culturally we're, we're comfortable with taking the amount of time off to balance that work-life uh, work-life demand.
1: Yeah. You know, to add on to that, um, you know, Mark, what we're seeing is about 63% of the companies that we speak with are either concerned or very concerned that their employees are not taking enough time off. Um, and then only about 12% of the companies are say that their employees use almost or all of their PTO. So, was interesting during COVID um, the United States was number one in terms of the longest workday increase in the world um, to about 11 hour workday on average. So to Yuli's point, it's, you know, how do we bring in more of that sort of maybe European mindset where for some organizations employees are off the entire month of August or or they're getting larger amounts of time off throughout the year. So I think to Yuli's point about talent being global, You know, if I live in Europe and I work for a U.S. company or I have the option to, what's my work-life balance? What's my number of PTO days going to be relative to a company that maybe I could work for in Spain that mandates I take off at least 40 days a year? So I think that's really helping organizations say, all right, well, let's look at how we can maybe redesign um, our PTO package to be more competitive for this global talent out there.
0: This is kind of a cynical question, but you often hear executives saying that they're going to do something or change something and, you know, try to be responsive to their workforce. Um, Are you seeing that that's actually happening or is it still sort of almost like cherry picking where some companies are, some companies
2: aren't? I mean, for the most part, the companies we're we're talking to are trying to do some sort of change or trying to make some sort of change, whether that's, keeping the temporary things that they put in place uh, during the pandemic or just, I mean, gosh, we talked to a, what was it? A 40,000 person company at uh, fortune uh, 300 or fortune 50. I think it was that read completely redid their PTO policy after not touching it for over 20 some odd years. Mm. Uh, so, and, and they're not uh, what you would consider your more kind of you um, uh, progressive type of company, but they, they saw that, you know, folks are just expecting different things. Folks aren't taking time off. Uh, uh, and, uh, and they wanted to change that. So they got a little creative. They moved some things around and some people were a lot happier for it at the end. So we are seeing companies do something about it. Now, the other side of the coin is, uh, what will employees kind of react, right? Will employees actually leverage it? Will they take advantage of it? Right. Well, they take the time off that they need to take off, and that's different.
0: You both were last on the podcast nine months ago, and I'm wondering if if things have changed very much. You know, in in that period of time, you know, have you have you seen the business change? Have you seen the landscape change, or have things been getting back to something like a normal pace?
1: Um. So I guess we could only speak relative to what we see in, in our business. Um, for us, we've seen a kind of overwhelming uh, increase in terms of uh, companies reaching out to us uh, to talk. I think to Yuli's point, they're realizing that they need to make modifications or updates to their policies. Um, burnout has become a huge uh, topic within the last nine months, I guess, more so than, than since inception of the organization. With companies saying that not only are employees burned out, but they're also telling us, Mark, that we don't have a mechanism in place or a way to be able to get people out of the office. And we just don't know how to do it at a good time for them in the company. Um, a lot of organizations will have their C-suite or HR reach out to employees and tell them that, hey, we really want you to take time off. But something we've learned a lot over the last kind of nine months to a year is Ultimately, that time off or responsibility of taking time off sits with managers. And you know, when's the last time a manager looked at you and said, hey, Mark, I was looking at uh, some reports. I noticed you haven't taken time off in a long time. I really want you to go take some time off next week. They typically don't do that. And they're not because they're not bad folks, as Yuli says. It's because they're not thinking about these things. So I think a lot of organizations are saying, look, as we kind of roll out of the pandemic, we want to focus on, Uh, core business functions and activities and get our revenues up and in the meantime, what can we outsource or automate or what can we do to optimize um, our employees and what what things can be done. I think we sit at the epicenter of that and that's why we've seen a lot of, I think, increase in uh, outreach for organizations wanting to talk to us.
0: Adam and Yuli, thanks very much for coming back. It was great to talk with you again and I hope you'll make it a third sometime.
1: I think it's coming through you, so thanks, Mark.
0: My guests today have been Adam Gordon and Ulysses Orozco, the co-founders of PTO Genius. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report, where we're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts to see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer.
2: love news about
0: LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there. Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out.
2: Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told.